0: This is a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio.
1: Yeah. Like I just grabbed that mic and just went to it, because Matt was
2: just trying to get me in the studio, because... Um, We've got some people that were a little bit late for our open day. Triple R open day yesterday as part of Triple open, open, day. open Melbourne. Uh, I wasn't here, but apparently lots of people were, and it was bloody awesome. It was bloody awesome. And if you missed eight, you have to wait another year, or you just turn up on Sunday <laughs> like these fine folks. <laughs> and Why not? The, and get the special just Tim Thorpe, Tim Thorpe, Thorpe
1: thing. <laughs> and he's going, and his, and he's showing off the a sketch. Now, welcome uh, to the afternoon yes. here on 3 Triple R FM. Gosh, it's nice to have you. On this glorious day.
2: Matt said something. profound. Well, I, I, unintentionally. <laughs> unintentional <laughs> profundity. I think, yes. I reckon today uh. is our first little glimmer of spring. I think it is, and um, and thus the uh, the gift
1: that I gave you and John, which will uh, I hold it up to the microphone here, appear in Market Report. A little, uh, a, a little sprig of Daphne, you've got a little sprig of Daphne. Yeah, we talk about that at Market Report, so maybe I won't go on about right. that too much now. Big thanks to the scientists, as always. What brains they are! Yes. Oh my God! We are what not
2: worthy. Massive brains, massive brains. Leave
1: the building. They do. Um, we are sort of more. We're sort of the downstairs brain,
3: because you know,
2: we
1: have two brains, do we? Uh huh. Right. One is the cerebellum, the yes. thing up here with all those bits and pieces which we're mapping out. Yeah. We have a brain in our stomach, do we? Do. We do. Does that
2: mean cows have lots of brains? Because oh, they have lots yeah. Of stomachs, mate. They're the road scholars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, maybe not quite, but um, yeah, we do. Mm. So, uh, yes, eat it is on. It is noontime. The sun's over the yard. I mean, if you've got a drink, drink it
2: now. Maybe you've been on the elevenses. Nice sort of day to be on the elevenses. I keep coming, sure keep coming back to the weather. Bloody Mary. But here's why because as you know Cameron, and i actually ride a push margarita I sorry <laughs> yes. i ride a push bike to work every yes day. you do you do. So, so the first thing i do when i get up each morning is i look at the weather and where the wind's going and, and the wind of course yes, the wind and, be very important. and i reckon every single day for the last three weeks it's had the little rain icon yeah. tuesday rain yeah wednesday rain yeah so today not only no rain sunshine blue sky and sunshine. sunshine sunshine let's get out there and have a
1: Sunshine
2: yeah, and- <laughs> a little bit of Simpsons for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, today's show—it's uh, a good feeling, and we want to spread that vibe around. Yes, we're going to be travelling around a little bit today. We're uh, first of all going to be heading over, well, sort of with a Japanese kind of feel—Japanese mm-hmm. mixed in with Tasmania. What? Wha- what? What's the link there, you say? Well, you have to uh, keep tuned to find out. And uh, then we're going to go over to Hawaii and find out about uh, a dish that's we're seeing in Melbourne. It's yes. taken uh, the west coast of America by storm. Really? Okay. Well, I think yeah. they're selling it anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Poke. 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 Not, not Pokemon. No. No. No, Pokemon. No. Go. No, not Poke. that. This one. You probably shouldn't be driving a car while you're eating this too, though. That's probably the <laughs> So don't can. operate heavy machinery while you have this. Yes. Uh, we're going go to go to see John where uh, apparently I lifted his mood. Really? Which is a nice thing. It is a nice thing. Yeah, we we sort of stood in the sunshine together and we talked uh, what's going on. Yes. Blood Orange especially got a bit of a, a go. Mm-hmm. And then one of Matthew's favourite segments on the show, ladies and gentlemen. I say that with uh, a little bit of implied, actually explicit irony. <laughs> yes.
2: Maybe even sarcasm. It
1: was the, yeah, it was sort of sarcastic, yeah, wasn't
2: it? it? Was a little bit. Food quiz. Food quiz. Food quiz, ladies and gentlemen. But the good thing about food quiz is there's, there's prize. There is, there is a prize. Is there is I'm a prize. Struggling to say as I construct a sentence.
1: Thanks to the uh, Tim and Amanda from Books for Cooks down there at the Queen Victoria Market. Um, there's going to be a book pack. I'm not quite sure it's in it yet.
2: No, but lots of good books. Well, I, I, I think
1: Tim's hanging out with his daughters, making sure they do their sport correctly. Right. Oh, no, he's egging them on. Yeah. Cheering them on from, uh, from the sides. So,
2: uh, have you looked at Twitter, folks? Yeah, we had a question on Twitter. What's our Twitter thing? Uh, it's at r uh, uh, No, hang on. Eat it. It's at eat it r uh, r. Yeah, yeah, much better. Uh, go there and have a look and see if we can answer the question. There's a, we've posted a picture of a thing and we want you to tell us what the thing is. Yeah, what's that thing? What's that thing?
1: What is that thing? We'll um, and before we do get started, we should mention uh, we've done open day, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Radiothon's coming up. Get ready for that. Three weeks to Radiothon. Yeah, that's probably about it. Um, today's food quote. Go. And um, this is from Tom Wilson. I know not who Tom Wilson
2: is. Really? Even, do you? No. No, that yeah, makes us. Not Tim Wilson? Not Tim Wilson. No, <laughs> good.
3: Yeah, I uh, you
2: scoff. No, no, no we're not, we shall not quote Tim Wilson on this program. Looking forward and straight ahead as we do, today's food quote, mosquitoes. Yes.
1: Remind us that we are not as high up on the food chain as we think.
2: Do they? Ponderous. Right. Ponderous, man. Is there a second line to this quote?
1: No. That's it? It's just, well, a mosquito, a, a, a tiny, I think the thing yeah. that, the, what Hulk is, is it implied, us? Oh, a right. small little thing can bring us so undone. Yes. I mean, you think of a malarial mosquito. Yes. Uh, if you were a mother and you think about Zika virus, would be, you know, a very small little beast can bring yeah. us undone. Yeah. So, Tom is speaking truth. Right. Even though he might not be Tim Wilson, <laughs> which is probably not a bad thing. <laughs> Moving right along. Happy St. Abud's Day. No, Ab- oh, Ab- Abdon's Day. Abdon. The patron of Barrel Makers.
2: Oh, that's good. Hey! So, Coopers or Barrel Makers? Are they two different things? Uh, the same.
1: same. Inter- yeah. Interchangeable, yeah, I good. think they are. So and uh, also, uh, big ups to St. Neot. St. Neot?
2: Yep. Right.
1: Patron of fish.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got the fish gig! You'd
2: be pretty happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. No one's got it on Twitter. No one's come back and said, we know what that is. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: I didn't know what it was. Yep. I looked at it, and you even said sniff it, and that's an, like, an opportunity that you don't get if you're listening on the radio. And even then, I couldn't figure it out. Uh,
1: what I did for a format was, uh, yes, offer him a, uh, a scratch and sniff.
2: It looks like a little opportunity. T- almost like a little tiny pineapple. Would you agree? Or uh, well, maybe like a kohlrabi or something, but cylindrical. Like it's got that sort of gnarled exterior.
1: Yes. Celeriac, somehow. Yeah. Um, but, um, all right, seeing no one has actually bothered to, to do it, I guess we'll
2: just do it. I mean, Alan's got it. There we go. Alan uh, on Twitter has correctly camp, yeah. identified. No, no. Oh, Alan. Alan Kleiman. Hello. You can listen. Smart man. You are. Because uh, you handed it to me with a grater, yes. which is a clue. Yes, and
1: the clue is this. Um, mm. It is a, a root used to flavour fish in Japan, that is real wasabi.
2: And I've never seen real wasabi before. No, not I actually. Um, I just so, assumed it came in those little plastic tubes of green.
1: Well, a lot of the times when you get the green things, it's actually horseradish and not wasabi. Oh, really, With just with dye in there? Because oh. I was going to ask the difference between horseradish and... Wasabi? They're completely different species. One, yes. uh, horseradish is a tap root. Yes, this is actually a perennial herb. So, uh, what we have here is something that grows. Uh, we're, we're lucky to have it. It grows in Tasmania. Yep. Sounds like it's fiendishly hard to grow. <laughs> Uh, Utrema wasabi, formula wasabia japonica, uh, perennial herb which is not related to horseradish but resembles it in flavour and is often referred to as Japanese horseradish, Hmm. Um, apparently is found elsewhere, (coughs) excuse me, sorry folks, in East Siberia, really, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) doesn't sound good. Your holiday starts in East Siberia. No, no. Um, The plants grow wild in or on the banks of mountain streams and are cultivated in flooded mountain terraces. Sounds like an awful thing to grow, really. This cultivation requires great care since the water temperature has to remain a constant 11 to 14 degrees Celsius throughout the year. Um, Apparently around in Japan, Nagamal. Mm. Uh, shizuka and uh, shimini are the main growing districts in japan and the plant takes several years
2: really to reach maturity right and so that's like just back to your earlier point so you say when you buy the wasabi in the tubes a lot of that is just horseradish dressed up as wasabi potentially because it sounds like it's very hard to grow i'd have to be actually maybe i should I might back Fact off from
1: it. that. Well, yeah, like yeah maybe right. before I just, mm. just do that. Um, but look, i tell you what I might do is um, you've got a bit of a thing about um, CUB that we wanted to uh, mention, so maybe while you do that, mm. how about I um, start grading up some of this wasabi? Why not? And um
2: Yeah. I guess, guess the only reason we wanted to flag the CUB thing, you might have seen it in the news recently, so. I did. There's been some protests uh, there at Abbotsford because what actually happened apparently, and I googled this very quickly before the show. We had, did have a look. So they had 54 maintenance workers that uh, Cartland United Breweries sacked and then I believe offered them their jobs back at 65% of their wage. Kind of sucks, doesn't it really? It does kind of suck. Um, Cartland United Breweries are wholly owned now by the global mega giant SAB Miller. Yes. Um, who
1: have made profits of billions? And oh, you CEO so. makes mm. millions. All of and these, all the good stuff. I mean, we can go on a left-wingy, ranty sort of thing of, mm. I don't know. If you keep cutting wages of people
2: throughout the economies,
1: who's going to be left to
2: buy stuff? You'll perpetuate the problem. Yeah, you would suggest. So, anyway, the union, as you'd understand, said no, you can't do that, uh, and that's why you'll note. Um, some of the strikes. In fact, they're threatening to escalate it because well, there's, there's the the grading. I like it. The wasabi grating. There we go. So um, I'm using a ginger grater too because you can't use a microplane. Yeah. Heading on. into spring racing season, um, you know, potentially they could they could impact CUB uh, so quite a lot. I'm just going to have a sniff.
1: Yeah, we're having a sniff of the. Oh, hello. That smells amazing, oh, doesn't Zing. it? Hello. Oh, this I should also mention. This is only really available at I think it's at Georgie's Harvest at the South Melbourne Market. How and good is Georgie's Harvest, by the way? I get my spuds from there. Yeah, it is, it is amazing. And I'm, I'm using a ginger grater because apparently if you use a micro, you're not really supposed to cut it. Yeah, right. It's got to be sort of ground. ground.
2: So. Okay, this could be a little bit noisy, so I'm just going to go yeah. turn down. Uh, there we go. Oh, shit. thing hasn't come off. Oh, anyway, back to my, um, yeah, my, back little, to you, my little CUB rant. The only reason we sort of re-raise it, A, is to, to say so that's what it's all about. And also just to, to tip our lids yes to uh another excellent organisation the Lincoln Hotel there in Carlton. I know one of your favourite pubs north side Cameron. Me? Yes, absolutely. Cuz they've said, you know what? We agree that's a bit crap. We're going to stop pouring Carlton beer. Yeah. Until you guys have uh have the workers. So uh bravo. It's just Hotel they, they
1: haven't got the bargaining position that they used to have, isn't it? I mean, mm. if you had you know beer strike used to be, you know, front page of the Herald, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: back in the day, <laughs> don't mess with my beer. Okay, so now so you've grated The wasabi, which is in fact a similar sort of colour to horseradish, so it's not green. No, it isn't green. Um, And now you're adding soy to it. I am adding soy.
1: And here's one I prepared earlier. We've got some yellowfin tuna.
2: Mm. We don't often do this on the show. We're actually eating. We normally just talk about the food. Which is kind of nice, because we thought, look, hey,
1: maybe you guys are going, whatever. But um, um, it's an interesting thing, because I have never, ever had... Fresh wasabi, so this is new to me. I'm just handing Matt some chopsticks. Some this is like the eating lounge of 3 Triple R. This is kind of fun, isn't it? I like this. Um, so, yeah, it grows in Tasmania. Yes. Um, there's only, I think, as I said, Georgie's Harvest is about the only place that actually sells it here. Um, it's a very, very interesting thing. We might have a quick little taste of it and then we might move on. So, here we go. I'm going to have a little taste of that. Mmm. Oh, it's good tuna. Looks good tuna. That's really nice. So it's quite pungent. Have yep. to Just taste it with, without. Oh, that tastes very, very nice. So yes. yeah, that's nice. Pretty good. That, what a what a mm. delicious thing it is. Um, it will last for a while, apparently. What you could do is you wrap it in a um, uh, paper towels. Yes, and I probably should have had. Like a little brush, just to get it off the ginger grater. But if you do buy some, make sure that you do it on a ginger type grater and not a, a microplane. Yes, because
2: it's got to be ground. And um, and, get, and get good tuna. Don't just don't get your supermarket tuna at all. Just go to um, a good fishmonger and get the tuna that looks good. I was going to say Serena's not going to cut it, is it? Twelve <laughs> fifteen <laughs> no.
1: here on three Triple R We're going to go from one Japanese influenced. Um, Dish or ingredient, yes. and maybe we're going to talk a little bit about the overlay mm. of uh, Japanese meets Hawaiian. Yes, yes, yeah, so that could be good. Twelve fifteen, twelve sixteen, here at this fabulous radio station, Three Triple R. So glad you could join us. Good chat, ladies and gentlemen. We thought to take you on this midwinter sort of thing to a warmer climate. With the trade winds are blowing across Waikiki Beach, <laughs> and the palm trees flutter, the frangipani <laughs> falls down, and we're eating tuna, <laughs> which is uh, kind of good. So before we get into, um, um, well, our man from Tokyo, Tina, down there in Windsor, we have uh, Charlie
3: Rothery. Is it? Yes, it is.
1: Charlie, come up closer to the microphone. Say hi. G'day guys. Um, you haven't. You're the same as us. You haven't seen wasabi in. No, in its natural state, before.
3: No, I haven't. I was just trying it, and it is delicious.
1: What do you think? It's super pungent.
3: Mm.
1: Um, it 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 lasts too, doesn't it? Mm.
3: I just going to have another little bit. God, this
1: is such an indulgent show, isn't it, Matt? Yes. <laughs> we don't we don't get to be this indulgent since so no.
2: Mark Shields, I think, where we did. Yeah, so we did uh, truffle shaved on the duck egg. Uh, no, it was on little quails. Quail poached. Egg. Yes. Uh, that while was we were many drinking years ago now. Mum,
1: cordon rouge. God bless your soul, <laughs> Shields, May you rest in peace. Uh, but here we've got some nice tuna. Mm. mm. And we're dealing with something that's, um, a Japanese ingredient. Certainly wasabi, even though it sometimes has a Russian accent in the form of East Siberia. Comrade, you want some wasabi? It's very nice. Um, but you're from Tokyo Tina. Yes, in yes, I am. in the beautiful part of uh, Windsor, in the hey cool it, kill it, <laughs> kill that right Um on the um, the funky end of Chapel Street. Yes,
3: yeah, so am because
1: there is a very unfunky end of Chapel <laughs> Street now. It's got to be said, but the Windsor end is the cool end. That's where all the good things happen.
3: That's what I yeah. That's that's what I'm told. Um, it seems pretty cool. well. It's your part of <laughs> yeah. Well. In the la- Certainly in the last year, mm. it's, it's exploded. Mm. There's a lot of businesses, a lot of um, cool new shops, a lot of people. Hey. Um, yeah, weekends especially, are, they're crazy.
1: And tell us, what's the idea of Tokyo Tina?
3: So Tokyo is the third restaurant um, mm. after Hanoi, Hanoi and Saigon Sally. Yes. And um, we basically... Uh, a group of guys um, decided to open up a, a modern Japanese place. We thought there was a bit of a hole in the market down in Windsor.
1: Izakaya sort of thing? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's
3: very much... Beer a, yeah. and sake and good food. Yeah, totally. God, I'd love to live in Japan. <laughs>
1: I mean, seriously, if I was going to have to eat... I've said this, you've probably heard this a million times. It's, I'm not on my Pat Malone here. Mm. If you had to eat one cuisine for the rest of your life, mm. Japanese would so kill it, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's, fre- it's versatile. There's... You can have fresh, you can have oh. heavy, there's it it offers a lot. You know. It
1: just makes you happy, it makes your brain <laughs> smile and it's just it makes sense with uh with uh, certainly with beer. But mm. you've decided to do something which is uh well it's sort of like hands across the water. It's like um from the Bay of Tokyo hands reaching across to what was used to be known as the Sandwich Islands, uh the islands of Hawaii and You've started doing a dish. You want to tell us a little bit about it?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I've brought in a, a poke here, which is a, essentially a Hawaiian-Japanese fusion. Yes, um,
1: I've never heard of poke. You heard of poke before,
2: Matty? No.
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's come on to the kind of food scene quite heavily in the last couple of years, but it has been around for um, in this kind of form since the seventies. So since told. the seventies. Yeah. Wow. And so that's from so, Hawaii. From Hawaii, mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, originally a, a really basic um, Polynesian kind of staple, just reef fish, um, cut up. A poke actually means to cut. To cut. Yeah, yeah. it's a
1: verb, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. Yep.
3: Um, and so, yeah, it was just reef fish, really simple with some native ingredients. So nuts, uh, seaweed, I think, and a few other things. hmm and then and
1: spring onions is a big thing on it too, isn't yeah, it? Or did that,
3: that emerge later? I don't I don't actually know mm. when the spring onions came, but that is, yeah, that's a huge part of most poke's. Yep. Um but certainly with the um arrival of different cultures into Hawaii, the dish itself started to change mm. um and turn into kind of what it is now.
1: It um, almost looks like it's sort of like a, um a tropical inspired don dish. And mm. if we look at the Japanese they do when you serve something on rice it's called a don, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, salmon don, teriyaki right. don,
3: which is I think why it's so popular. It's not; it's pretty familiar. You know, people love dons all mm. around the world. So poke is essentially a don, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's easy. So it's it's got um, yeah, it's like a it's like a don, but with ukuleles playing in the background. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and it's
3: better and it's healthy as well because there's you know raw fish and veggies and stuff.
1: Yeah, and so it, this has become a thing uh, in uh, the west coast of America, mainly. I think uh, we're talking about LA, we're talking about California. I'm sure that in Silicon Valley they probably they probably serve this at the Google canteen. <laughs> I can imagine that. Can you imagine that at the Google canteen? <laughs> wow, this looks really great. Let's go kick some homeless people. Oh no, I didn't say that. Sorry. <clears throat> um, uh, oh, what have you got there? Oh, we've got a little radish salad to go with it too. So, oh, we should probably have a taste of it, shouldn't we? Yeah, you have a go. <laughs> we're too fixated on the tuna. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you were the first guys to do it here in. Oh, Matt's coming in. Photo. You're going to tweet that immediately.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: which would be good. Um, so what have we
3: got? We've got a lovely. Yeah. So this is our um
1: black and uh and white sesame seeds. Yeah. Well done. Thank um, you. That's, Thank you. That's Thanks, Matt. <laughs>
3: That's the trick, the different sesame seeds. Mm. Um, it's a salmon avocado poke. So basically mm-hmm. the main ingredients are uh, raw salmon, mm-hmm. avocado, coconut. Yeah. Uh, mango, and oh, then, yeah, well done. That's a uh, that's coconut interesting you're talking about wasabi because that is our like semi-take on wasabi. It's that's It's got great. jalapeno and coconut, desiccated coconut. So it's kind of got the heat oh, of, there it is. of wasabi. But, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, So
1: you've got desiccated coconut. You've chopped up some jalapenos in there, which is, if we're looking at chilies, it's not the crazy, mad. No. um, It's not like a habanero that's going to tear your face off. (laughs) Rip your face, clean up. Um, That's right. It's it's an approachable chili. Um, And this tastes great. I'm going to pass this over. Do you mind if I pass it over to To Matt because he's he's looking at me with those puppy (laughs) dog (laughs) eyes? Mmm. I could eat some of that. That's easy. Easy to eat.
3: So, the Japanese. from kind of my basic research on the dishes, um, they kind of mm. changed that reef fish to ahi, which is um, tuna, I think, Hawaiian for tuna. That's yeah, right. nice. Uh, and then added some shoyu, mm. which is soy, um, murins. <laughs> 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 Matt making happy noises. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I so, didn't mean well, well, to no, break that's, well, Sorry, that's it. it's just, It's just got a bit more flavour, I suppose, than mm. the original. Thanks. It's, just, it's quite
2: ballsy, isn't it? There's a
3: lot of... There's a lot of
2: hum in there. It. It's nice. Yeah. It's really nice and well-rounded. You'd expect it to be a bit lighter and sharper. That's sort
1: of... that's And that's where the Japanese thing started from. Because one thing... Japanese cuisine is not, you'd have to say, is really super ballsy. Mm. You know? Mm. Um, and I really, really like that whole thing of that uh, green... Do you put green food dye in that? You do, don't you? No, no, no. no.
3: That's that's how it comes. Huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I like the way that sort of the, the mock wasabi with the with the twist is uh, is is kind of cool. Thank you. Um,
3: I didn't I didn't make it, but yeah, you just brought it in. You were you, you were the
1: you were the courier. The mule. So, but it's uh, the mule, the, the poke, the mule. poke um, mule. But again, it is interesting to see how things get evolved and the way that people interpret things differently, you know, from from a base... Because I imagine the Hawaiians didn't, didn't grow rice, did they?
3: No, I think that And I think
1: that would be the Japanese coming in, and that's the Japanese influence with a Hawaiian overlay over the top of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, a great example of that is, uh, you know, and there's a similarity here, it's sort of like ceviche, which is, you know, all about... which is a Peruvian dish, which again... Oh overlay of Japanese influence and, uh, and stuff like that. And then you get the Fijians doing it, mm. which I think they call Kukonda, which is, they get reef fish because they've got lots of them around, lucky them. And they do lime juice and coconut. You know, to, to yeah, same, 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 but different. Mm. So you guys have got this at uh, Tokyo. Tina, how much does a
3: bowl of this That's cost? That's right, uh, $16. Sorry?
1: Yeah. It's kind of good. And...
3: uh we would just like to say, and
1: I'm sure you'd like to say that you were the first to do that in this town. <laughs> we
3: think so, yeah. We, yeah. we started selling about um, ten months ago mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, we claim it. But there's a lot of people doing it now. Like in Sydney, there's a few opening up, but uh, we were the first. <laughs> like moths coming to the <laughs> new
1: flame, we, we could say. Hey, Charlie? That's it. Yeah, we could we could say that. And, um, yeah, any other sort of interesting tidbits about this dish?
3: Um, uh
1: We've pretty much covered it, haven't we, yeah. I think? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the idea is that uh, the beers are sweet at uh, Tokyo. Tina, why don't you come on down? That's it. Try this dish. Um, Charlie, we thank you so much for coming in Thanks and feeding honey, us. Thanks for No worries. Thanks for feeding me. Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. And, uh, you know, the great thing about uh, this day is that Matt was saying... <laughs> Spring is possible. Mm. It is a possibility, and uh, and we thought there's no one else to evoke this sort of feeling except for Brother Ray. Hit it, Ray. Uh, John,
0: I I think we found a little slice of heaven here. Oh, it is. Yeah, you know, I just said to you, I just feel like I've forgotten all my worries and that because I got that little uh, bit of sunshine on my. Uh, Shoulders and I feel alive again. It's a big contrast to what it was like yesterday and the last time we talked because we were both freezing.
1: Yeah, we certainly were. And this this time we've got vitamin D being created in our bodies and uh, and and warmth and and your shoulders have just sort of yeah. set back you can a little feel bit it too. touching your soul too. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a good thing. But um, I brought in I brought in something for you um, something like I, in the flower kingdom. It's got nothing to do with food, not edible, but Daphne. It is this, this little beacon in the middle of the darkest of winter, and I think, as a flower, possibly the, the, the most lovely smell in nature. It is, because
0: I, I had one um, growing up mum's. Um, I thought you might. Unfortunately, I, I knocked it and killed it. <laughs> Tragic. But when you walk outside, you can smell it. It's calling you, and it looks beautiful. And, and and the name suits the plant. It's a, a unique name for a unique plant.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen or smelled Daphne, well, I don't know, maybe go to a nursery or something like that. The 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 aroma is sort of a little bit citrusy on the top and then there's all this beautiful floweriness underneath. But anyway, that uh, being it, it is, it sort of fixes us in the middle of winter where we are. And um, I just got something next door from Robbie, the Chens, um,
0: the blood orange... Yes. That um, shows
1: us we're in, in the middle of winter, doesn't definitely.
0: it? Definitely. This is just a little bit smaller than a normal uh, navel. Mm. And, and this doesn't have a navel on it. It looks like a Valencia on the butt. Yeah. Uh, this one... Ain't got a belly button. That's right. This one has only got a green tinge on the bottom. but in the olden days, the, the blood oranges, or maybe from a different farm, the blood oranges might have a blood tinge on the skin. A striation. That's right. if that is the right word. Actually, that, that's a similar word to our uh, Italian dialect for that. What? When something... Be, uh, when, yeah, that's right. Because when you got a tomato that doesn't quite look right, it's off colour, yeah. you know, that's what we say. It's um, like it's bewitched, it's not right.
1: Wait, what's the Italian
0: word? Uh, striata
1: striata uh, in yeah i striata yeah ah this so, um, is a striata what yeah. are you doing why are you trying to give me this fruit striata. Well, that's
0: what they say exactly yeah. why you give me this stuff it's yeah, not right
1: yeah. i can just see um, a lot of waving of hands <laughs> pointing of fingers <laughs> but um, but this a, a, a blood orange i remember in the the recent past where this was pretty much a novelty but now it has reached the mainstream, and I think it's a really, really good thing.
0: Well, see, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, they were very, very big. Mm. Blood oranges were everywhere. Um, when I was small, I can remember going to, to a primary school with two in my pocket. You know, one I'd eat on the way, and one I'd have for morning tea, morning, you know, play lunch.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, you'd be walking along eating, and it'd be dripping down your hands, and your hands would have this red juice on it. Oh, So you'd wow. have to rush, go, wash the juice off, and then get into school. Um, and, and they were, some of them were as small as a golf ball and some were bigger. These varieties are a little bit bigger than most. You can eat skin and all. Really? You want to try it, it leaves a spectacular flavour in the mouth. <laughs> spectacular, right? Yeah. Wake you a- up. It's the only way to describe it. it what leaves... about what about candied? Yeah, I mean. Oh, candied with a, a beautiful chocolate on it. Preferably yeah. a milk chocolate for me because I don't like dark chocolate. Mm. Um, but yeah, it works. Do you reckon raw? It's it's raw well, and a marmalade. Well, I was gonna say the marmalade eaters would agree with. And, and if you really want to get into the trendy stuff again what? Orange, blood orange and fennel salad.
1: Oh yeah. That's you, that you seems doing, trendy or is it sort well, of just this backbone? That was peasant food. Regime. It was peasant
0: food, you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. So what, what we do if you really want to do it right, you slice your um blood orange thin, one layer of blood orange. Mm. One layer of fennel. Mm. And then you buy the beautiful salad onions that we have. At the moment, they're coming out of Queensland a little bit harder. But in a few weeks, we'll have the Victorian varieties, which are a little bit flat and looks like someone sat on it. Yes. Softer skin, sweeter, less acid. Put a little layer of onion on top, Mm. a drizzle of olive oil, Mm. a little bit of sugar if you really want it, and then another layer of both, all three on top again. And then, you know... And when the sun's shining like this, that's what you have for lunch. Don't worry about anything else.
1: Really? A little bit, maybe a bit of bread?
0: Yeah, a little bit of crusty ciabatta. That's just, what I'm you know. thinking, yeah. But on its own, you'll taste it in your mouth for hours and hours after. It's just that sort of a uh, a meal.
1: I haven't even got it in my mouth that I can and taste, you can taste it. it. That's the beauty of life, Cameron. you What are you doing to me? And you know what this does? This really, for me, this personifies... South of the Po, this is Sud Italiano uh, Cucina. Definitely. Uh, I'm getting that right kitchen. That's right. <laughs> south um, Italian kitchen. Yeah, I think that's that's kind
0: of right. Yeah.
1: Did I didn't mangle that too badly? No,
0: no you did all right. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, everybody else to get. We don't murder the the
0: language for you. All right. Well, so. since we're talking about blood oranges and how much the south, they? Um, I can't remember how much Robbie sh- screamed to Robbie. Hey, Rob. Hey, mate. How much blood orange? How much a kilo? How much? Seven dollars a kilo. Seven. Thanks, Robbie. All
1: right. Sorry folks, we didn't mean (laughs) to frighten the
0: scare the horses. Since we're talking about the south of Italy, you know, when you go down to Sicily you get the orange groves Mm. and then you get the blood orange groves. And then you've got lemon groves. And you brought a couple of lemons up and I don't normally sell lemons, but that's I, why I brought him in. I got lucky uh, because this nice shiny. Thin skinned. Thin skinned, and it mm. looks like a, a, an orange textured lemon. Yes. Very smooth. This is a Meyer lemon. This is the Meyer When, when you cut it in half, it's uh, a, a darker orange lemon colour. Mm. More juice, more sugar. Yes. And what I've been doing, I, I've, after a meal, I've been cutting it in half, squeezing it straight into my mouth.
1: Yeah, you know, and it reminds me, oh, it's the lemonade lemon. Yeah. It's the one... What is that smell? Is it, They've I'm got the food
0: vans here. out there. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the nut nuts. guys. They're doing nuts there. I yeah, can they're caramelizing them. nuts. Yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah. And, and then we've got... Uh, these, um, these came out of the backyard of uh, one of my butcher friends. Mm. His missus come up, I got lemon for you. Oh, i beautiful, mate. Bring them along.
1: And she have bags of them. Bags of them. One thing about the Maya lemon is it is prodigious.
0: Yeah. Small fruit. This year. Last year she had bigger fruit. Mm. More flowers, smaller fruit. Now, and this other one is a, a normal lemon. This came out of Werribee from my um, cauliflower grower. His um, mate's got a dirty big tree, so he culled the tree and he brought them along. So I benefit, my customers benefit, because um, a, a lot of times uh, people buy them because they want to use the zest yeah. or they want to uh, uh, preserve the lemon. And this is the best way to do it because there's no wax, no no detergents, no nothing on the fruit. You know, if you're going to do it, high, hey, you know you won't die. Oh, that's kind of a good... So, yeah, it's just just from the tree. Hey, and you know what I'd love to do with these?
1: I'm thinking, you know, this this great dish, and some of the, the simplest things can be some of the most profound. Take a good potato, peel it, slice it thinly, layer it into a baking dish. Pour lemon juice mixed with a little bit of olive oil. And I'm going to go a little bit because you're going, yeah, he's just going Italian on me. No, I'm going to go a little bit Middle Eastern. I'm going to put za'atar, you know, that uh, that yeah, that yeah. spice flavouring, uh, herb, actually. So what is it? Za'atar is uh, wild thyme, um, sesame seeds, absolutely delicious. Lots of that. Sprinkle a little bit of oil on the top of it. Chuck it in the oven. And what will happen is those potatoes will just absorb that beautiful citrusy taste and you'll get this really uplifting sort of potato. Really it goes well with chicken or a fish, or yes, yeah, sounds or the fennel weird but sal- it works. Oh, the fennel salad. Yeah,
0: yeah. It sounds weird, but it works as yep. usual.
1: So yeah, there it is. So slice them thinly. Just pour it till it's sort of mm, covering. Maybe not quite covering, because yeah. what you want is you want for that. You want evaporation to take place. Evaporate it, concentrate, and then you get it all crusty on the top, and it's yeah. oh, awesome. Anyway, that's that's what I do with good, those guys. Sounds good. And maybe we'll save some to uh, do the peel and all that sort of stuff. Now, um, purple mammoth. Purple mammoth custard apples, Robbie, Pink. also. Pink, thank you. Pink mammoth custard apples. wondered where you are going. Yeah, thanks, man. Sunday, we'll forgive you. Yeah, well, you just got to bring me back, and you did. Um, I-, I think maybe the best variety of the custard apple, very, very knobbly rather than sort of
0: semi-smooth. Yeah. A
1: bit exy, but, gee, they're good to eat.
0: Yeah, well, Robert always makes fun of me because I like them when they're Ripe and sloppy and juicy and... Super sugary Yes. Shu- oh, yeah. it, it is a sickly flavour, but Do, geez, do not beautiful. give to a diabetic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Um yeah, you gotta get out and try it. Uh, yep. Some of the most ugliest things can give you the prettiest look, taste, that's out of the world. What can I say? It's, it's hard to describe it.
1: Yes, well, I'm thinking of some show business examples, but I probably can't mention them at the moment. Uh, yeah, but it is true. It's a fugly, but it's a beautiful profundo fugly. Yeah, uh, right. Which is great. Now, one thing, we're in the middle of winter, and one thing that really does pop out of the ground, if you're lucky to have this in your garden, good on you, but otherwise, it's a great time to buy, and that's rocket, because it grows, it thrives, it happens during the winter, does it not? Well, actually, this, this
0: is something that, that I'm glad you're talking about. Because, really? like you said, um, the, the Italian, southern Italians call it arugula. If you come from New York, they call it arugula, but a lot of the uh, Melbournians don't know what as that. They just call it rocket.
1: Where did that come, yeah. where
0: the rocket come from? Is that sort oh. of French here? It looks french Yeah, word. the spelling of French, yeah, yeah rocket. Yeah. Rookette. Rookette. Um, yeah. Now, normally, solution. normally we sell this the same price, winter, summer, spring, whatever, because mm. it always jumps out of the ground, mm. and there's somewhere to pick it. Someone there to pick it at the right time, bring it to us at market every day. We get it in, mm. and, and this is a beautiful thing. I say to a lot of people, if you find that's there's two or three varieties that we're selling here. This one's a very hard one, and I say to people, if you find that it's a little bit too strong or a little bit too tough, yeah, get. A wine vinegar. It doesn't matter if it's a $2 bottle uh, from the supermarket. Put the wine vinegar on it five minutes before you're going to eat it. Let it sit. Soften. It'll soften it. Yeah. And then you either throw it into your normal salad or you dress it with a little bit of olive oil and black pepper and a little yeah. bit of salt. Um, and it really lifts your salad and it cleans the palate as oh, well. It's,
1: it's unbelievable. I think it's quite good for your digestion too because it's a there's a bit of bitterness in it. Now, what too. I was
0: going to say about price, yeah. unfortunately... They are still a delicate. What can we call it? A herb or a vegetable? What? What is it? What do you reckon? A salad?
1: Well, salad. it's all right. Well, it would t- it's in, in that tweenie zone because yeah. it's a it's a now, leaf. We're eating that's leaves. That's
0: right. Now, actually, we call it a weed, but you know, or a salad leaf. Yeah, uh, salad mix and spinach is also delicate. So this is the first time that I can remember mm. that it's gotten very, very scarce. Really? Um, yeah. Because um, normally one week of the year they bring it down from Queensland. Mm. Uh, it's been five or six weeks now, there's been very little coming out of Queensland, very little coming out of uh, Victoria. You haven't Cause... got any growing in your backyard? Yeah, well, I haven't got any. Mum's got a few plants, but she's been nibbling on it, so it's not coming up as quick as you'd like. Yeah, right. Because it's just so tender and it's a baby stage of the plant. Yes. You know, it gets affected by the weather. It's different if you've got a plant that's a year older than that, and then yeah. it's a little bit hardier. I like
1: it when they get really big leaves and they're really full-on taste. Well, and the,
0: the Sicilians grow a very, very broad-leaf variety. That's the one that a I used to have A Yeah. But it's, it's very sweet. Oh, still get that. One still get the kick from yeah. it, but not as not as much as a kick as this, this is one almost at its
1: best. You almost get like almost like a wasabi horseradishy sort of yeah, a, there's a, a hit to there's it. So
0: many varieties oh. and so many beautiful varieties you can grow in a backyard. Yep. What what I say to people? Go and find an old Italian grandmother. Say, please, can I have some seeds? Yep. Or uh, diggers
1: Club in Dramana—they always got the seeds, and it'll cost you a few bucks. And you know, even the it Italian
0: daddies have got them in the bags. They import yeah. the seeds from Europe. So and, and the great
1: thing about rocket is that um, you just broadcast the seeds, just broad, like we're doing now. But no, you throw the seeds around, and they just happen, and then they'll just keep coming back. And definitely, it's, it's amazing. All right, we better keep moving along because we've only got oh, about a minute and a
0: half. Um, beans are still expensive. Yeah, $20. We've done know. all that. Let's let's move on. Bananas there. went up a little bit. Yeah. Broccoli came down to nothing again. Cauliflower's time a dozen People are still buying the beans. So, you know, as we always say, buy a few, have a meal. Mm-hmm. People have been buying the root vegetables, um, white turnip, sweet turnip, parsnips, sweet potatoes, and putting them all together, making a mash or even a soup. Franka made a uh, soup the other day, and it was very bright orange. And she said to the kids, "You don't like pumpkin; it's got no pumpkin in it." And the kids still said it's orange, but you need the colours. The colours are very important. Fat soluble vitamins That's too. That's right. Can I do the anti pick
1: of the market, and yes. then you can do your pick of the market? The anti pick of the market for me is limes. Oh yeah, dollar twenty each. Kit out of town, with no daiquiris for me or margaritas, unfortunately. Uh, my pick of the market uh, today is, I think it's still passion fruit for me because they. how much flavour do you get out of such a small thing? And uh, for breakfast, if you just throw it on top of a little bit of yoghurt and a little bit of sugar, So. all
0: right. And if you've got them in a the backyard, they're prolific as well if they like where they are. Oh, yeah, if you like My My um, father's um, baby sister, stepsister, had a plant. She overdosed on her, mate. She had to stop eating them. Really? Yeah, she, she wasn't feeling the same for a few days. So stop the passion fruit. <laughs> okay, you go. So... You, um, you need to stop at, say, the, the fourth one or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm a sucker for punishment too. I, I like to put it in my lemonade or my ice cream and I love it. I like making icing from it because I've only just recently learned how to do icing. Um, a Banana bread with a bit of passion fruit icing oh, on yeah. top. Beautiful. I you think sh- I actually brought you in some of that. Oh, very good. You should try... Uh, Speaking to Bianca, she's very good at that. Even with a pavlova, she makes the best pav with the passion fruit on top. That's the only way to have it. It's the only way to have it. All right, come on. I'm going to have to get out of here. Give me a pick of the market. Pick of the market, like I was just saying, all the root vegetables mashed together, mm. even in a soup. Make you a hearty soup because it's not always sunny like it is today. I feel like taking my jacket off, but I won't last. Yeah. I'm sure it'll snow again tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomatoes people have been complaining about the price uh, we're selling six dollars a kilo in the middle of winter in the middle of winter uh, about 20 years ago when my parents went overseas i sold at 15 dollars a kilo so we've still got it good yeah. and you had a bunch of covalent cul- here hiding in a corner oh, i did too how can you forget about the covalent cul- so what
1: are, what is this this is sort of like kale with, it is with a, a, a regional
0: but it's not as coarse as the uh, germanic kale it yeah,
1: is that's coarse
0: it is so what they normally do is put the um the harder one in the um freezer before they cook it and, and it softens it down and it cooks down that's or good they idea. just cook the bejeevas out of it yeah. this one um it's got hard ribs what i say to a lot of people if they don't like the hard ribs you put it into a um, soup or a um, stock but yeah. we're mountain goats eat everything so what I normally do is only put the young leaves into the bunch, it's all selected. I say to people, wash it, chop it, fry your onion, bacon, whatever. Throw it into the pan, coat it with the oil, three minutes, stir it again, another three minutes, six minutes, it's done. And it's beautiful. And if you burn it like I did the first two times, (laughs) so don't (laughs) overcook it. Yeah, because you'll hear it from the rest around the table.
1: All right, that's your pick of the market? I think so. All right, so, uh, and how do we say this
0: properly? cavalloneiro
1: not cavallo
0: no because i think i was calling it a horse
1: for yes. a few years but i've yes. stopped that john as always it's a pleasure uh, i'm going to take uh, i'm going to take this blood orange and do a fennel salad i think that sounds like a divine thing to do i
0: think so It'll even look. if you just squeeze the juice over a normal salad yeah it works it's good it's all fresh it's all nice and we got sunshine that's glorious. I'm in heaven again. Alright, well let's uh, with that on and on that
1: nice note we might just leave you and say thanks as always, John.
0: Thank you. It is kinda
2: of nice in the middle of winter that sunshine is the theme. You did lift his mood, you were right. Yeah, he did. It's nice. Well we lift each other up. It can be a little bit cantankerous out, John, you know <laughs> sometimes. So it's good just to give him a little <laughs> no, no A little radio that. hug. Yeah, yeah. Come on out in the sun. <laughs> Come on and out and in smile. the sun
1: and smile for us, John. Yeah. Uh twelve forty nine here yeah. On 3 triple RFM, uh, mm. uh, we need to preview something for you. We do. It's food quiz time. I do want the theme. I was just, looking this at is you. electric was, the way. <laughs> there we go. The pleading look to Matt to yeah. say, uh, yeah. that's right, folks. Here in East Brunswick, it's food quiz time. Prizes <laughs> to be won. Things to be asked, yes. But we do say that you've got to be a subscriber to be part of this because Matt gets kind of funny about I it. I do,
2: I do. So be a subscriber. Give us a ring. I mean, nine it's homicidal, actually. Nine yeah. three double eight mm. one zero two seven. Give us a ring. Uh, join us. Answer some questions. You could r- win some books. Why the hell not?
1: Yeah, look, it's fun, and it's just a, a good chance to have a, a chat to you guys. Nine three double eight one zero oh two seven. God, that's really happening, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, but before we get uh, those calls stacked, and remember, 9388-1027, yes. it's the same as our call sign here
2: after open day, mm. uh, we're
1: going to pay some uh, sponsorship, and then yeah, we'll, we'll be orange,
2: back. And then we'll be back and ask some questions. Give us a ring right now. We'll be asking the questions. LCD sound system. Mm.
1: How good is that? But now we're not doing that because we've just got about eight minutes for our Le Mans-style
2: Food quiz! <laughs> God, that's cheesy. Yeah. It's very cheesy, is isn't it? is that original? That's South of Century? It is, so the it Century. Is. I'm waiting for Pete Smith to come on and start announcing all the prizes.
1: Oh, that's right. Um, All right, well, look, we might, because uh, we haven't got much time, maybe all we'll right. start off with our first contestant.
2: Hey, Tommy, are you still there on the phone with us? Yeah, still here. Tommy, on the road. Sorry, I am. Where are you going? Rome. <laughs> oh, okay. Where you been? Uh, lovely Wyndham Vale.
1: Hey. We said together. All right. We'll get to, we'll get moving. The way this thing works is we uh, we just ask questions and it's the last person standing at twelve fifty nine thirty will agree. Uh, first question: Tommy is which country produces the most maple syrup in the world? i Canada. I oh, got
2: gotcha. you good, it would have to be.
1: You are very very good, my friend. Um righty, how about uh this one? Oh, here's a good one. This is nice and easy. Mm. Uh what fruit is named for Marianne Smith, a late 19th century Australian gardener? Fruit named for Marianne Smith.
3: Granny
1: Smith. Tom, you would hope so. The miles it? are moving past yes. and the brain is uh, is doing good things. <laughs> Uh, which uh, of the following contains the most vitamin C? It's a multiple guess. Is it A. Green capsicum, B. Oranges, or C. Red capsicum? I'm gonna go with
2: red capsicum. Um, three for three. Look he at you go.
0: He's on a, See, on a hat trick. See, that's
2: because, of course, you're trying to trick us that you want us to say oranges because oranges are famously related with vitamin C, but no. Yeah,
1: actually, uh, just a supplementary, uh, you, you won't be knocked out for this. Uh, between a red and a yellow, which one has the most vitamin C? Uh, I'm going to go with the red still. It's the yellow. Is it really? Yeah, only just found that out a while ago. Um, all right, here's something a little bit more esoteric. I think we might have mentioned this on a previous food quiz. So if you've listened to him before, mm. you might know it. Um, did you ever have HP sauce as a kid? Sure I did. Still have it. Yeah, still love it. Yep. I used to cover my liver that my mother used to cook <laughs> once uh, once a month for us to have it. Anyway, HP sauce, beloved of the folk from the UK and around the world. What does HP stand for?
0: House of Parliament or House
2: of Parliament? Ah. The force is strong in this one, Tommy The force is strong.
1: It, the all, is all, strong in this one. We've got a few people um, <laughs> waiting to try and get on, and they—they're they're waiting for you to
2: stumble. They hate you. They all right, so how about enough. this
1: one? Um, uh, Black Russian, Tigerella, and Rouge de Maman are all varieties of what? Tomato.
2: <laughs> they are indeed. All right. Okay. Now it's now, not even tomato season. You're getting it right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, how are you on food history? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and me both, Tommy. I mean, unfortunately, Cameron is well versed in the subject, <laughs> and so is Google. All
1: right, now how about okay? This one. Um, uh, what is ceviche made from? Fish and lime juice, or an acid of
2: some
0: sort.
1: Are you a chef by any chance? No, nah, I'm not. I
0: like food a lot, though. <laughs> Gee, see, good. Yeah, good. That's I'm exactly glad. Well, Thanks
1: mean. for listening to the show. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. I'm. I'm going to hit you with uh, the. Uh, History question. In Vietnam, fish sauce is called nook mam, right? Yep. Romans used to use a fish sauce. Do you know what the, uh, what the Romans used to call their fish sauce? Either starts, uh, with G, or I'll take another one starting with L. Yeah, no, you got me. I've got nothing. Hey, you've done really, really well. Yep. Um, how you get home? Well, and in one piece, we might move on. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tommy, and well played. Damn right. God, there's a big ambience there, wasn't it? Yeah. Hi, who
2: are we speaking to? Hello, Mars, you there? Oh, it's Mark. Wow. Hello, Mark. Hey, <laughs> Mark, Hi. how are you going? Good. Uh, Good, how are you? 12.56, we... Uh, a couple, oh, of, we... couple of minutes before we uh, drop the triggered flag.
1: Yes, we dropped the triggered flag at uh, the Le Mans-style thing. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the show, first of all, and ringing up. Thank you. We've got a um, question regarding the Roman version of fish sauce. Do
2: you know the name of it? Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was a pissed off noise, Yeah, no, was that, that was oh, kind yeah. of the same noise I made when I heard the question.
1: No, sorry. No. Thank you. Great
2: show. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <That's> smart. <laughs> yeah. That was quick. It's Poor right. Right. She hung on it's for great. minutes just to get to that question. It was nice to say that, though. Hey, speaking of hanging on, uh,
1: Eliza, are you still there? Eliza. Yep. Hello. L- Hello. Hello, Eliza. We're looking for the, uh, what are the Romans called fish sauce? Gurum. Bang. Oh, look at
2: you go. Look at
1: you go. <laughs> look at you go. <laughs> look at you go, girl. Now,
2: the good news for you, Eliza, is I think we have about sort of 45 seconds left. So I would suggest to you that if you get this question right, you might actually be the final winner. All right. No pressure. You're, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, um, what is the main ingredient of
2: the dip? What are you cooking? Uh, um, onion and
3: garlic at the moment to make a barbecue
2: sauce. Nice. That's not the question, by the way. Okay. It's just just good to know
1: what you're cooking. Just see, well, just, I, I know that ambiance are recognising. What is the main ingredient of the dip called
2: baba ganoush?
1: Eggplant.
2: Eggplant it is. Look at you go. Uh, <laughs> I like Look, I think that's it. I think I think Eliza's our winner. Really? Yay! I'm calling it.
1: Hooray! All right, Matt, is, uh, Matt's called it. I've called it. So Tickets what we'll do is, if you could stick on the line, please, yep. uh, what we'll do is we'll get your uh, your name and all that sort of, your subscriber number, and there'll be a, um, a parcel of some rather lovely books from the very, very lovely Books for Cooks. Yes. Have you been through. there before? Have you been there to Books for Cooks before? I
3: certainly
1: have. Yeah, great. Well, you can say hi to Tim and Amanda there, because I think they're one of our... Uh, Special specialist stores. So, hang on. Congratulations. Keep sweating those onions. Keep sweat- no, she's sweating those. She sweated the onions. Yeah. She was mixing. She take yeah. them off. It's time to add the tomato sauce. All right. No, all right. Just, just I don't know. Just say it. Right. Um, hey, this has been fun. Um, has been fun. Hope it wasn't too indulgent for you guys out there. Just, <laughs> just hearing is <us> eating. <laughs>
2: Listening to see tuna, but seriously, uh, <coughs> if, if you do see oh, some wild uh, or some, some raw wasabi, give it a shot. It was just that easy. So you just grated it into some soy. Literally just served it with raw tuna and that's it. the so three ingredients.
1: It's one of those things that's expensive, but a little bit goes a long way. Like, we had enough for some people and. We probably barely,
2: barely shaved a centimetre off it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the, um, the idea is th- there is only one place, I think, at the moment that has it in Melbourne, Georgie's Harvest at South Melbourne Market. But mm-hmm. That's a good excuse to go to the South Melbourne Market, mm. isn't it? And uh, it keeps really, really well. And you need to buy yourself a ginger grater. Uh, Poké. Interesting stuff. And um, big thanks to Charlie for bringing it in from Tokyo Tina. Yeah, Charlie's gone off to have uh, the rest of the day off.
2: We have...
1: Yes. Bound for Glory.
2: For the last Sunday lunch. Yeah, com- coming
1: up next. And uh, a disparate group of topics, but uh, by no means n- not fascinating no. in themselves. Agreed. Uh, Formula One. Yes. Blind Cricket. Sure. Roller Derby. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, specifically, we're going to be talking to, well, I'm not, yeah. but uh, we're going to be talking to Northside Rollers League. Um, should be great. And then, of course, you know, just all the great programming that just cascades yeah. and washes over you in the afternoon. Anyway, we're going to get out of
2: here. Thanks for listening. My name's been Cameron Smith. I've been Matt seven Thank you for joining us again. And we'll see you next week.